This is the Game of Cows on the Raw Show's biggest sporting debate. The Rugby World Cup, the Jeffers, is in full swing. Japan beating Ireland, one of the great results of the year. Yeah, another two World Cups, two massive upsets for the Japanese. They're, they're doing it. Doing it well. And to help us discuss it all, we've got Brett McKay, rugby expert at theraw.com.au, joining us. How are you, mate? Uh, look, I'm tired, guys. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm a bit emotional. It's been a long weekend. Um, Sound like Michael Not even halfway through yet, are we? Oh. <laughs> That's it. Uh, let's jump in to the Wallabies, mate. Where did it all go wrong for them against Wales? Um, look, they, they, got, they got beaten by, on the night, a team that was more prepared to play a better type of cup football. Um, and I say that very deliberately. Wales, from the outset, from 42 seconds in, were made it very, very clear that they were more than happy to take points whenever they were on offer. And we saw that when, when Dan Bigger took that first shot um, inside the first minute, that first drop goal. And and that should have been the sign for the, for the Wallabies then that, all right, we're going to need to grind our way into this. We can't just play sideline to sideline rugby. This is going to be about, you know, accumulation, about wearing them down. And then, you know, if, this, if, the, if the fitness levels are really are as, as superior as they are claiming, then running them down the second half. And, and instead what they did was just try and play the wrong sort of football that allowed Wales to accumulate points, kick the penalties, take the, make the most opportunities. And they are a good broken play side, Wales, as, as they showed. And, uh, you know, a few things didn't go the Wallabies' way, obviously, and we'll get into that. But they never let themselves get into the contest the way the contest was dictating that they needed to play. And that's where, that's where it got away from them in the first half. Yeah, that's it. And it's really concerning that two World Cup games in a row, the Wallabies have started appallingly. Um, they weren't good in the first half against Fiji, but they were. that didn't really matter. Fiji never had the fitness. They didn't have the set play skill um, to match the Wallabies in the, in the second half. So they were always going to be able to run them down in that game. Wales, completely different uh, prospect. Reigning Six Nations champions know how to play tournament rugby really well, as Brett's just said. Um, and, and so to see the Wallabies come out and start so badly, that that's a major, major problem for them um, because they're not going to be tested too much. I mean, Georgia might give them you know a few hairy moments here or there, but really they're not going to be tested too much in their remaining two pool games. So that means when they come out for their quarterfinal, um, they, they're going to have to show massive improvement without really being given a, a, a proper test run to do so beforehand. Um, one thing which also really sticks out for me is that Michael Checker made a couple of big selection calls yeah. during the yeah. week, brought in Bernard Foley, Will Genier into the starting side, both flopped. They had bad games. Yeah. I mean, and Foley has copped probably more of the criticism. Um, unsurprisingly, Mr. Very Easy Conversion wasn't great in defence, threw some terrible passes, but I, I didn't think Will Genier was all that much better. And Nick White certainly showed in the second half he's the He's the best scrum half uh, in the Wallabies squad right now. Um, Bernard Foley, I'd be surprised if he plays another game for Australia. Certainly um, another important game. So some things went wrong at the selection table. They didn't get much better in the first half. Um, Although that being said, there were some promising signs in the second. And I've got a bit bit of sympathy um, for Foley there. Absolutely. Just jumping in there because he was thrown in to do a job that he hasn't been asked to do all international season on the back of 50 minutes against Samoa three weeks ago. Yeah. And he was thrown into the biggest Wallabies game of the year. 
and, ex- and expected to steer the team around, and he played like he hadn't played with them for a month. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, if, if Michael Checker wants to know, first and foremost, what, what went wrong on the field, it, it happened around the selection table before that. Absolutely. And much like what we said when breaking down the Fiji game, is that, you know, Christian Leliafano and Nick White didn't play that well in the first half against Fiji. Um, Will Genier and Bernard Foley didn't play that well in the first half against Wales. But some of that blame has to lie with the forwards as well because they're not, yeah. not giving um, their playmakers, their halves, the platform to start the game well, yeah. um, which is such a significant handicap, especially against a side um, as good as the Welsh. We've only got a few seconds on the clock here, about a minute, but what are the positives for the Wallabies, Brett? Um, oh, well, they've got the two big games out of the way, so they can use these two two next games against Uruguay on uh, on this weekend coming and, uh, and Georgia to come after that to get a bit of game time on into, into some reserves and into, you know, the other eight players in the squad. Um, you know, they can rest a few guys as well over the next few weeks and, um, you know, and, and look, you know, fingers crossed for some results to go their way. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's not too many positives coming out of a display like that, but no major injuries is, is probably the big one. I'll throw one selection checker got right. Dane Hale at Petty. Thought he was really good at fullback. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. And I think he's shown he should start there for the rest of the tournament. Um, Tolu Latu, another very good performance. Same with Michael Hooper. David Pocock was a lot better than in the first game. So a few positives around there. All right, well, let's restart the clock, move on. We're joined by Brett McKay, rugby expert at theraw.com.au. We are chatting all things 2019 Rugby World Cup. All right, the refereeing. Brett, it is making headlines right across the world. Is there an issue with the referees in this tournament? Um, look, oh. I don't think there's an issue with the referees per se because they are, you know, by definition, they are, they are the best professional officiators of the game in the world. So we know that they can do the job. The issue is is that World Rugby has put them in an um, um, incredibly unfortunate position by coming out so publicly and criticising them the way they did after the first week of performance. I just I do not understand what was achieved by doing that. I mean, yeah, surely if, if that is the, the firmly held belief that they're not meeting their benchmarks and they're not performing as the standard, then by all means, hand that feedback you know, to the referees directly. But don't do it publicly. Don't put them on notice like that because straight away, we all knew exactly what was going to happen. And that's been the, the spate of knee-jerk type reactions that we've seen from referees on the field and TMOs upstairs as well. They've all been put on notice really publicly and now they're trying to... to, to Get their get their game right and get their officiating right to the letter of the law, so they can prove that they're up for the biggest games. Um, all because they've been put on the back foot, and it's it's unnecessarily so. The, the Rugby World Cup should be the pinnacle event in the game every four years, and World Rugby have made it about a focus on officiating, which is incredibly unfair on the individuals. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. And uh, I think it was. Um... I can't remember who was saying it, but but after the Wales game, you know, making the point that it may have been Michael Checker actually saying that you know referees were getting booed, and that's not what anyone wants to see. And, and because ultimately the fault doesn't lie with Roman Poirot or um, or Ben Skeen or anyone like that, it lies with World Rugby for sending out yep. this absurd memo, as you say, Brett basically just throwing their referees under the bus, which came on the back of a couple of missed calls in the opening weekend. I think there was one um, in the opening game of the tournament, a, a shoulder charge or a, or a high hit, which um, Nigel Owens missed. We then had the Reese Hodge tackle, which you know the judicial panel decided should have been a red card, and of course that wasn't handed out on the field. Um, 
and they'd be absolutely right to hand that feedback in private mm-hmm. to do it on such a public um to do it in such a public forum, I just don't understand what they were trying to achieve. No. Um, yeah, exactly. Because it's not as if fans were going, oh, yeah, they're just, you know, they're missing everything. You know, most mm. fans actually want rugby to be refereed less um, efficiently. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's a real head scratcher. Um, one of the things, though, I, look, it's worth mentioning the Samu Karevi penalty from Sunday evening because that was a. That was a bizarre one, and it absolutely doesn't happen without this memo from World Rugby. Yeah. Um, but it, it's the kind of thing, you see that action happen so many times over the course of a, a rugby game. He's got both his hands wrapped around the ball. Um, Reese Patchell got in a horrid position, um, a really bad tackling spot, and then ended up getting a penalty because of that. So that was that, that was a shame to see. But like to be honest, there are going to be calls which go against you every now and then, and and I really hope the Wallabies do acknowledge that they were outplayed by Wales and don't hide behind <laughs> refereeing decisions. Like, put up whatever facade you want in press conferences and like, but internally they have to acknowledge mm. that they were beaten by a better side. One thing I think they would be absolutely justified in um, feeling aggrieved about is that Piers Francis from England wasn't yeah. handed any kind of ban, whereas Reese Hodge was handed three weeks. I'm, I can't tell I'm, the difference between those two tackles. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up, Dan, because that was a tackle that, that wasn't yellow-carded on the field, was cited for meeting the red card threshold. One minute. The defence the defense inside that, that judicial hearing was that it was a dangerous tackle. Yeah, I admit that, but it was only yellow-card dangerous. The judicial committee then agreed that it didn't meet the red, red card threshold and threw it out. So... You know, if World Rugby wants to know why people aren't happy, there's your, there's your great example right there. This was a knee-jerk reaction to something that happened a week ago, and their whole process turned that one into a charade. Because if, if we're going to have any consistency, you've got to do it all the time, of course. And if Hodge gets a suspension or gets a red, meets a red card threshold, then you've got to say that Piers Francis did as well. And for, for those two to be seen as complete opposites, just shows how big a problem World Rugby have created for themselves this tournament. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I can't really tell the difference between the two tackles no. personally, and most rugby fans won't be able to. I will say really quickly, though, this gives Michael Checker an opportunity to build a kind of us-against-the-world mentality, yeah, which true. I think could suit the Wallabies well, so long as they're doing the proper reviews internally. Well, that is all we've got time for here when it comes to the World Cup. Uh, we're joined by Brett McKay, rugby expert at theraw.com.au. Thanks for coming on, Matt. No worries. Thanks, guys. On The Raw, Game of Codes, Australia's biggest sporting debate.